Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Wednesday, middle of the week. Absolutely, January 18th, year of our Lord, 2023. And it must be because we began Text Talk by saying, it's Wednesday, middle of the week. I think that's what we say every week. <laughs> Let me check my socks. <laughs> yeah, what no what day is this? No, no kidding. This? No kidding. Hey, so this week we're looking at Psalm 73. Been uh, spending some time with Asaph as he has been walking through. To me, it's just very compelling walking through some of the challenges of faithfulness, of mm-hmm. keeping that pure heart for the Lord. When you see the idolaters, the scoffers, the doubters, the wicked, mm-hmm. why they get along just fine in this world? Seem to. Without paying attention to God. Seem to. Very often. So, you know, am I doing the right thing? You know, and this is true. You only get one life. <laughs> so are you... <laughs> here. Are, are you doing the right thing with it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so Asaph is saying, for a while, I was I was concerned. Maybe, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I was foolish. Maybe it was vain to take this approach. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of Christians that have hit that. And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of Christians that have hit that and decided, yeah, it was vain. I'm going out in the world. It's a little scary, but yeah, I think you're right. I think we see more people coming to a different conclusion than yeah. Asaph. Yeah. And they would do well. We would all do well to read Asaph again. So yesterday we talked about the lure of idolatry. Today I'd kind of like to talk about the solution of the sanctuary. Because mm. that's what we find here in Psalm 73. So I'm going to read it. I'm loving that. From the Christian Standard Bible. Psalm 73, a psalm of Asaph. God is indeed good to Israel, to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My steps nearly went astray. For I envied the arrogant. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have an easy time until they die, and their bodies are well fed. They're not in trouble like others. They're not afflicted like most people. Therefore, pride is their necklace, and violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge out from fatness. The imaginations of their hearts run wild. They mock, and they speak maliciously. They arrogantly threaten oppression. They set their mouths against heaven, and their tongues strut across the earth. Therefore, his people turn to them and drink in their overflowing waters. They say, how can God know? Does the Most High know everything? Look at them, the wicked. They're always at ease, and they increase their wealth. Did I purify my heart and wash my hands in innocence for nothing? For I am afflicted all day long and punished every morning. If I had decided to say these things aloud, I would have betrayed your people. When I tried to understand all this, it seemed hopeless until I entered God's sanctuary. Then I understood their destiny. Indeed, you put them in slippery places. You make them fall into ruin. How suddenly they become a desolation. They come to an end, swept away by terrors like one waking from a dream. Lord, when arising, you will despise their image. When I became embittered and my innermost being was wounded, I was a fool and didn't understand. I was an unthinking animal toward you. Yet, I'm always with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me up in glory. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, God's presence is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. I appreciate where he starts here in verse 2. 
as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. He he sets forth, we, we said it yesterday, almost this proverbial truth in verse 1. Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. Verse 2, as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. In other words, I had almost left that. Yes. I had yeah. almost fallen from that myself. And uh, I appreciate the contrast I also like the alliteration about the solution of the sanctuary. But when he talked about, at the beginning, I'm the one who's almost slipped. And then in the solution, uh, at verse 18, surely you have placed them in slippery places. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the wicked in this life who actually are those who are in great danger of a great, great fall. They are. They are. And... I- Okay, so a couple of things here. I think I, I love this thing. We we mentioned it already about the this this need to avoid the cathartic cleanse of what I've got to do is just tell everybody everything I'm going through and, right and in the moment. I'm going to broadcasting the world. it to the world. Yeah. Okay, we we've talked about that, and yet notice uh, notice where he is in verse sixteen. When I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Mm-hmm. I just. I guess what I want to point out to people is I get it when you're in the middle of of the the junk, the stuff of life, and we're trying to piece it together and we're trying to make it fit. Sometimes it seems like a wearisome task. It's yeah. like I just don't think that there's an answer out there at all. And I want to I want to point that out with Asaph here. He was at a place where it was like I just don't think there's an answer. There's not an answer for this. And for me to try to figure out this answer, I, it's it's too much. It's beyond me. It's above me. And he really is at that place of I'm just about to cast it all off and just I'm, I'm gonna throw in the towel and I, I'm 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 giving up on mm-hmm. this. That's I get it. There's that place where it does seem wearisome. I just want to say, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. That's exactly what Asaph did. He was at that place. He understood that feeling, but what did he do? He held on. Yeah. And what was the turning point? The turning point I find in verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. We talked about Asaph being a Levitical singer, and the sanctuary is this place, yeah. right, for worship in the Old Testament. But that's the key, isn't it? He's going to the place where God dwells, the glory of God, to be in that presence, to worship him, to spend time with him, and then there's clarity. When The other thing to think about, when, when I hear this today, here I am, a modern Western American and I tend to think individually. Mm-hmm. And so when I read Asaph saying, I went into the sanctuary, when I went to the sanctuary, in my head, what I picture is this lone single individual walking into the temple. But that is not what walking into the sanctuary no, would have been for Asaph. Not at all. So walking into the sanctuary is walking in and amongst the people who are worshiping God. That's right. Now, remember yesterday we talked about this as a lure of idolatry. Mm-hmm. It's it's the lure of, of following some other guide, the lure of following some other voice, the lure of following some other God. You know, Rather than I'm going to wash my hands around the altar of Yahweh, rather than I'm going to keep my heart singly devoted to him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divide my heart. And I'm going to spend some time with these other voices and these other gods and these other directions. Because look, look at these people who are listening to their counsel. It seems to be going well for them. I'm going to quit taking this so seriously. He said, but then I went into the sanctuary. And that's not just about seeing the beauty of the Temple Mount. That's not just about seeing the, the, the gold around the temple or watching 
a, a sacrifice being slaughtered. It's about being in and among the people of God as they worship God according yes. to his will yes. and according to his way. And he said, when I was involved in that, when I was part of that, that changed things for me. Yeah. Then it became clear. Uh, yeah. Now, unfortunately, I will, and, and I say unfortunately, because I wish Asaph had maybe explained a little bit more about why that made it clear. But but maybe maybe that's left vague because for every person that is it's it's going to be a different experience that that draws that. But I just want to see what the solution was. The solution was, you know what? Before I give up on this, I'm going to go back to the sanctuary. I'm going to go back and be in and among God's people, the ones who are devoted. I'm going to go back and be there with them for a little while longer. Yeah, and and I appreciate what you're saying. There there is some some vagueness there. Uh, at the same time, we we have some understanding that when they came together for worship, and particularly in his task, there is a lot of congregational profession and affirmation of the great truths of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and so now I'm getting to see people who are also chastening themselves, seeking the pure heart. All of a sudden, there is this community that says. No, you're not crazy. You're not the weird one. We're all in this together. Right. And then also there's this glorification of God. I think there's a resetting of the mind and a remembrance that he's truly worthy, worthy of sacrifices, worthy of the priority. Um, you have the the truths of God, which are didactic in and of themselves. And that's kind of been our word this week. Yes. But when you know when we say that God is glorious and all powerful and good and true and the deliverer, it teaches us and it reminds us. All these things become clear again because we get wearied and jaded spending time out away from the presence of God and the people of God. Where, where the idolatry is going on and where the idolatry lures. Yeah, so again, Psalm 1, the didactic or the teaching psalm, it's the classroom. Yeah. Psalm 1 is what I hear in the classroom. Psalm 73 is what I'm facing when I step outside and I start actually trying to apply that to life. And what Asaph says is, is you know what, I was walking on these ways. And over here, there's the counsel of the wicked, and there's the seed of the scoffers, and there's the the, the seed of the sinners. And I, I, you know what? It looked kind of attractive, and I thought about going that way, and and I really, I mean, my feet almost slipped, but, but. I went back to the sanctuary. I went back in and among God's people. I spent some time worshiping in and among God's people. Can I just point out that here we are, and I am super glad for this this venue that we have. I understand mm-hmm. you and I are sitting in a room by ourselves talking into microphones, and hopefully people get, get to experience this as well in their cars as they're walking around their right. neighborhoods. We've gone through something over the last couple of years where there are a significant number of Christians that have, have apparently decided, you know what, I don't actually need to go be in the sanctuary. Yeah. I, I've got the internet. As, and, as, as long as there's a channel of content yeah. and I'm still receiving content, isn't Christianity just about content? Yeah. Psalm 1 is the content, and it's great content, and we need to have that sermon. But Psalm 73 is, but I've got to be in and among the sanctuary. Yeah. It's more than just hearing the right words. It's more than just hearing, here's here's the right teaching. It's being in and among people yes. as they're practicing it, as they're working it, as they're worshiping God. It's actually being there. And I... And that, yeah, 
That is so important because that's what it was for Asaph. It wasn't, I heard another sermon. It's, I went in, and I think sermons are important, obviously, <laughs> but but it's, I was in and among that. I was there at the sanctuary. I was with God, worshiping God, with people who are with God and worshiping God. And to that, there it gives us, again, the vision of the eternal. You know, I was saying, was it today or yesterday? I don't know, but I was talking about, look, we, we kind of got one life here. What are we going to do with it? Am yeah. I doing the right thing with it? But in the sanctuary, I am reminded there is the spirit and there is the eternal and there is the transcendent and something greater. And I need to be on the right side of that. You know, there's a a wonderful comfort. I know we're going to talk about it more, but the idea in verse 24 of being received into the glory of God, where am I going after this place? And when I see the wicked prospering now, in what sense have they been placed on a slippery spot in what sense you know does god awake like from a dream this this suddenness and i think we have to uh, be aware that there is an ultimate judgment and an eternal judgment and i want to be on the right side of god then that's the ultimate vindication that, that and that and then that brings us into the ultimate sanctuary and i think it's important let, let me just make sure you and i are on the same page here because that word sanctuary gets used today in multiple ways mm-hmm. when i'm talking about being in the sanctuary i'm not talking about going to a church building and being in the big auditorium i'm talking about the people who are there i'm yeah. talking about the temple of god which is his being church being among those people being among those people i get they assemble in one of those buildings and i know we yeah. call that room sometimes the sanctuary but the real sanctuary is those people being right. with them uh-huh. in that time of worship, and I think that's I think that's the powerful thing to recognize. And as I try to piece through, what is it that Asaph does learn? He learns that the end, where we're going, is where we are right now, is not about the. It's not. It's not the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm what I'm seeing today is not the end. This is not where it's all going to end. And as I'm trying to figure out, well, why does God allow that for a time? I think there's a lot of other passages that point out because all those people who are walking in the counsel of the wicked, if he brings all of this on them right now, that's it. It's over. He's giving them time. Yeah. He's giving them time to get off of that path and and praise God for that because he gave me time. He gave Amen. me time. Amen. But the end is coming and we need to be prepared. Yeah. Let's have a word of prayer together. Thank you, Lord, for today. We're so glad that we can come to you in this avenue of prayer. And uh, my, my my heart is for the many people listening to the podcast today, Father, that you would bless them and encourage them in your word. Father, that me, we might remember how important it is to be a part of your church, to assemble with your church, to worship you, Father, that we might taste some of the sanctuary now. Father, that it would reset our minds and our hearts as we assemble together to really keep you first in our priority. And, and Father, to... to stamp down those seasons when we become envious of the wicked or desire to have what they have, remembering that we have you and you are more than enough. We pray, Father, that you would bless us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.